Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. Uh, I'm like, how much is it? He says, like, right at 2800 Pulled up my little calculator. I went ahead and shot her a text message. For $43 more a month, we can stay in your fence. Do it. I sold her the note. Hey, what's up, fence lifers? Dan, the fence man here. I'm, uh, it's, what is this, man? It's between Christmas and New Year's. I decided to take a little trip from New Orleans and head up to Dallas to go see uh, some fence guys. And along the way, I'm stopping and seeing guys that I've met on my travels. And one of those guys that I met, actually guys, was uh, Chance Roy and Drew Wingate. I think I said that right, Wingate, huh? Yes, sir, Wingate. And uh, they're based out of Caring Crow, Louisiana, just north of Lafayette. And it was on my way to Dallas. So I was like, man, I want to check these guys out and see their place, see what they're working with. I met them up in Tulsa at Tony Thornton's business success deal where the fencer, whoever, if you were a fencer, you were there. The who's who of fencing was there. So I'm going to let these guys go ahead and introduce themselves and uh, tell you a little bit about them. What's up, man? I'm, uh, I'm Drew Wingate. Unfortunately, I don't have any affiliation with the Wingate Hotel, so I'm stuck doing fences. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I go by Acadiana's favorite ball fencer. I handle all the sales over here at Cajun Fencing. I love it, man. I love it. Um, I'm here for the long haul, and I'm here to, to see this sucker grow. Nice, nice. What yeah. about you, man? Yeah, m- my name's Chance Roy. I, uh, I founded, co-founded Cajun Fencing about, started building about five years ago, and then Cajun fencing name was uh, created uh, four years ago. So I've been doing fence since then. Yeah. So how did y'all get into fencing, man? What, what made you say, hey, I want to get out here and dig holes, sweat, go home with concrete boogers. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and uh, dig, dig sawdust out of my eyes. Yeah. Uh, man, I was working a W-2 job, uh, installing electrical uh, wires. I was an electrician. Uh, Ended up happening. My mom got sick. Uh, we we worked away a lot. Um, and then I was like, well, I want to be home. Started building a fence on the weekend. Thought I could build a good fence. Was like, hey, I'm going to work, you know, work for myself. And then uh, the rest is history. Yeah. What about you, man? Yeah, so Chance, you know, kind of going off of what he just said. He, he started, you know, early in 2019 and then he went full time November of 2019. And at that time, I was, you know, from high school up until that time, you know, graduating high school, I had an all field job and I worked my way up from a shop hand all the way up to an asset manager. I had a company truck. I had the works, if you will. Um, great job Monday through Friday. Loved everything about it. The all field got slow. So I then ahead went. And I uh, got laid off, unfortunately, and I texted Chance, which Chance and I have been best of friends since since high school, since we met pretty much. And um, I knew he had just started up the um, the fencing ordeal. And I'm like, man, and I, I pulled the classic, you know, what everybody hits us with. Hey, man, can I come work for you until I find something else? Which is a huge disrespectful thing now that I look back on it. Right. But at that <laughs> time, you know, you don't you don't think of it that way until you get into it. Yeah, man. People, so uh, people don't realize how much it costs. To train somebody, then they leave you. Then you got to start all over. You know that's what I try to put in my guys. Man, if you screw up, just tell me. Come to me. Tell me you screwed up, 
Let's figure out what we got to do to fix it. And let's figure out what we're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again, because it's going to cost me a hell of a lot more money than that screw up if I got to fire you and hire somebody else. It's so true, man. It's so true. And, and at that time, we didn't look at things that way. And uh, shortly after I started working with Chance, we worked very well together. We meshed. We discussed becoming partners and the rest is history, man. Since then, we've been partners. We've been growing exponentially and we look forward to growing, man, 100 times bigger than what we are now. So, man, how's the, uh, how's the partnership working, Chance? Because I can tell you, man, I hate partners. <laughs> I've had partners in two businesses and I always say, you want to know why partners don't work? And people are like, why? I say, because one of them doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, well, How's that working? We actually get a lot of people come up to us and, and say the same thing. Uh, uh, man, how y'all make it work? And uh, my advice is always uh, don't ignore the red flags at first. Don't ignore them. Find, something that's, some, find somebody that's different than you. Uh, his, his strengths are my weaknesses. My, weakness, uh, my strengths are his weaknesses. And uh, after that, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy, huh? Yeah. So, man, I pulled up. Y'all are like in a brand new building. I don't, I don't see a whole lot of yard space, but I'm in your shop right now and it's packed full of lumber and pipe and y'all obviously a, a driving post and I see eye beams and wood everywhere. Um, what do you, what, what, what's up with this building, man? Man, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> We're actually closing on the shop, uh, in Q1 of 2024, not far from this shop. And we, you know, we grown to know that this place is, you know, although it's a great big old place, we have no land whatsoever. So we're looking to expand. We're, we're closing on a place with a little over six acres. It's got an office and, and shop already set up, nice. ready to go. It's got a barn already, which, you know, it can technically turn into a dog house for Chance and I, you know, if the wives kick us out of the house. So it's a, it's a really big improvement for ourselves. And that's, you know, that's that's really, really fascinating to hear for ourselves, man. We're so, excited. So how long ago did y'all build this place? Um. It, We've been owning the land for probably two years now. And then we put the building on here probably about a year ago. But we did it in phases. Everything's expensive now, right? So we bought the land, put the, put the foundation, waited a little while, put the shell of the building, waited a little while, did the uh, firewall and stuff in here. And then, then we poured the slab. And then finally we were able to move in here and, and, uh, and start operating out of here. So you've been operating out of it how long? About a year now. About a year. And yeah. in the time it took you to build it, buy it, build it, and operate a year out of it, you're already busting out yeah, of the seams. Exactly. Yeah. Man, that's that's great news, man. Especially uh especially the I mean, I've got a lot of people saying how their sales are down, you know? And from talking to y'all since I got here, you mentioned, you know, you got two crews, you stay about three weeks ahead of them which is good. I mean, that's kind of a sweet spot. When I hit three weeks with two crews, I start getting a little nervous because I'll start losing jobs to other people that can get to it quicker, you know, but that's, that's a great place to be, man. You know? Yeah, man. I, I credit all the sales to uh, Drew. I say, there ain't no, there ain't no better salesman than Drew. Is he the ball headed fence or the ball headed salesman? <laughs> he, he's the one. He plays two parts sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I got to get out in the field. It's not too often anymore, thankfully, uh, with Chance training everybody out in the field and, and really, you know, putting some processes and procedures out there that, you know, that we actually live by and we can actually standardize stuff now, man. It really helps Chance and I focus more on the business side of things now and really 
you know, let our guys take care of, of the service side. I tell the guys all, that all the time. I'm like, man, honestly, y'all probably know more about the fencing world than I do right now actually installing, man. We, we done changed it so much since Chance and I were actually in the field. And I'm so proud to say that because, you know, I'm watching our industry grow, which in turn is helping us grow. And from that, we can just continue to build a better business, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, man. My guys are building fence and Dylan and I will talk about it and he'll start implementing it and the crews will talk about it in the Monday morning meetings and they go out on a job and I'm kind of like, what the hell are they doing? Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, that's how that worked out. You know, I don't even know because I'm too busy running a business. It just so happens we do fencing. I say that all the time. And I mean, it's true, you know? Um, but you know, it's something I wanted to say, uh, when I called you the ball headed salesman, you know, when we were up at Tony Thornton's in Tulsa for that business success deal they had, he said something, man, that stood out to me, and I, I completely changed the verbiage in our office. We don't call our guys salespeople anymore. We call them project managers. And um, Tony said that, and I was like, man, it kind of, you know when something hits you, but it, like, doesn't hit you hard enough? Well, I just went and got Pepper a new car. She's been bugging me for, like, two and a half years. I finally went and got her a new car, and uh, we're at the BMW dealership. And they're not called salesmen. They're called client advisors. And when I walked up, I said, yeah, I'm here to see Gavin. So I had been talking to him on the phone. Oh, let me, let me go get, uh, oh, no, the lady said, Gavin Reeves? I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's one of our client advisors. And she walked off, and I was like, damn, that sounds legit. Way better than a salesman. Yeah. And then it rang back about a week or two where Tony said project manager. So the next morning, Monday morning, I went to the office, I said, here's the deal. Y'all are not sales guys anymore, you're project managers. Because when I put you on the phone with somebody, I don't want them to think it's your job to sell them and somebody else is gonna be handling the project. I want them to feel like not only are you selling them, but you're gonna see this job from beginning to end. And not only are you gonna see it from beginning to end, you know what it takes from beginning to end because you're a project manager. So we've totally changed that verbiage around in our office. And I think, I think it's going to make a difference. And it, it's funny you say that because that's really how we handle our business here. We're, we're a complete team. No matter if we have two crews or five crews, Chance and I have our hands in it, whether it's the sales side of it, whether it's the project manager side. Just like you said, man, the, the phone doesn't stop at, you know, after I sell that job or, or, or Chance sells the job, whoever actually does it. It's really the, the fact of like, like you said, we're going to see this thing through. We're going to make sure you're happy at the end of the day, and we want you to, to experience why we're number one in customer service around here. Well, and that's the other thing, and I don't know why I didn't implement it with, with Dylan and Zach and stuff, because my crew leaders, I don't say a crew leader and a helper or a crew leader and installer. We got crew leaders and, a, and assistant crew leaders. So if I'm on the phone with a customer, I might say, well, um, who, was, who was helping you? Or what, who said what? Oh, well, Santiago said this. Oh, yeah, he's one of our assistant crew leaders. It makes him seem like he's more qualified than what he is, or I don't know if it's more qualified than what he is, but it makes him sound qualified and they can trust his opinion because he's out on the job. And you know how it is, man. Sometimes the customers want one thing and you got to kind of push them in the way they need to go, but they think they need to go over here. And you're like, this is the better way. Come on over here. <laughs> so when you guys are out on the job, and they're having a conversation with a customer and trying to overcome some obstacle. I found just by calling them crew leaders and assistant crew leaders, 
they feel like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's, he's ready to run his own crew. So just those titles and those verbiages are a big deal, I found, you know? So anyway, I know we got sidetracked there, but the project manager thing, man, is uh, I just feel better when I hear them in the office. It's only been happening for about a week or so. And I got my assistant going, yeah, let me get one of my project managers for you real quick. They feel like, shit, I'm getting on the phone with somebody that knows what the hell is going on. He's not just some guy trying to make a sale and make a commission. So... um. Anyway, rewind, right? <laughs> so when do y'all move into the new place? You said quarter one. When, when y'all moving in? Man, I believe, and Chance, correct me if I'm wrong, we're closing around January 25th, and we're going to start moving our stuff. As you can see, we got a bunch of stuff to move, So, and the fences keep piling up. Luckily, uh, we're, we're blessed with that. So honestly, we're hoping to get in there before the end of Q1. Everything slapped in there, but the actual close date is at the end of January. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah so if... Uh, Somebody wants to loan out a semi or something, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take a semi. We need some help moving. We'll get Man. you all the boudin you need. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I tell you, it's funny you said that. Um, I got a phone call two days ago. I got to be out of my laydown yard because I leased a big area and then I subleased to someone else. Well, the guy that had it ended up selling it. Didn't tell the new owners that there were occupants on it. So he's like, y'all got 60 days to get out. Whoa. So, yeah, actually, right before we got on here, Dylan called me and he was like, yeah, I just got a letter from the attorney, from the attorney. We got to be out. So, man, I don't know. That's going to be a freaking task, bro, moving my yard. You know, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. So now we're trying to trying to find a location. And I think I'm going to do it smart, though, man. I've got a I got a dumpster company that we use. They got those little like what are they, 20-yard roll-offs or something, 15-yard, I don't know what they are. But anyway, the ones they pull on a trailer, the roll-offs, um, whenever we do tear-down on a job, if it's a certain amount of footage, we just get a dumpster. So we found dollar for dollar, it's just better for the guys to load it into the dumpster instead of coming back, going to the dump, unloading it, going, you know. They can just go to the next job. Yeah. The time you're paying for them to do it, that. Yeah. yeah, the time and the, yeah, <laughs> all that. So, um and I'm still having to pay for the dump fee. So it just doesn't make any sense. So right now I've got uh, at least another office down the hallway from me, another 1,250 square foot. So I subleased to two of my buddies, two offices, and I took this huge open room because I got so much stain, I didn't know what to do with it. So I needed somewhere to store all the stain. I was running out of room. So I'm going to talk to those two guys because uh, one's a dumpster guy. And one uh, does spray insulation. And they're both needing a place. So I'm thinking if all three of us can go in somewhere, maybe open an LLC together, get a piece of property, and do it like that, it'll be more affordable and we can have something bigger and better than we ever even imagined. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's what we're going to do. But I got to get with consultant Ron about that, see what he said. I'm sure he's got an opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, man, moving... You know, you finally get everything right, and you got to pack up and move. That's a scary thought. Yeah, I mean, you're standing behind a, a, a whole pallet of water, man. I mean, just a pallet of water. You know, if you think of it from a, from a small standpoint like that, it's like, shit, yeah. I have a whole pallet of water to move. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a case. Yeah. <laughs> so how's y'all? how was y'all's uh, 2023, man? Um, I know we, we, we kicked ass and took names. I yeah. uh, looked at the numbers. uh a couple of days ago, and we were over 70% growth in 
growth. You know, we did 70% more, over 70% more sales than last year. Um, December has been insane for us. We're up like 428% from last December. Insane. I can't, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm not, I'm not complaining. I can tell you that. Yeah. Zero complaints about yeah, that. Zero. So how's your, how was y'all's 2023? How, how's your December? Cause holidays always hurt. And, uh, what is your outlook on 2024? Man, so this year we really we really invested in ourselves, right? And when we say ourselves, we're talking in the Cajun fencing. We did way more classroom training than we ever have. We trained our guys way more. And going back to the classroom training, it really opened our eyes about, hey, we're not charging correctly. Let's let's revisit this. Let's make sure we're charging for everything accordingly. Let's make sure we're not only making money for ourselves, our team members, the whole company as a whole needs to make money as well. So we revamped all of that. And man, we've really, we really boosted our numbers, you know, from pretty much July-ish around that area. So mid-year up until December, our numbers kind of balanced out all of our bad numbers from earlier in the year. And so in my opinion, and I'm sure Chance has the same opinion, 2024, man, is, is outlooking great. This is the first time in a winter, you know, we're, we're not, honestly, we're not slow. You know, usually it's slow around this time, you know, for around the holidays, like you just said, and, and New Year's and stuff. Man, thankfully we've we've been blessed and our, our books are wide. You know, we are we're, we're booking, man. So So y'all raised your prices? We have. We have, yeah. So when you raised your prices, was it be it was you weren't doing the right margin. Correct. Correct. Right. So we were making we were pretty much breaking even at that point. You know, we weren't putting any money Isn't off that to the scary? side for man. Just because you got money in the bank, you think, oh, life is good, and then you realize and you look at it and you're like, Holy shit. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? I think Chance made the comment himself. He's like, dude, if we continue down this path in 10 years, we're going to be broke. Like, we need to, we need to do something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I was talking to Drew uh, yesterday, the day before, and I was like, man, even if, even if we don't hit our goals for our total jobs like we did this year, our profit margin is going to be so much better. We'll probably still end up making more money than we did, uh, you know, this year. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, 2022 was kind of a weird year for me. We went down in sales from 2021 a little bit, but I spent all of 2022 um, doing kind of like, um, I don't know if y'all heard the podcast we did with Robert Whitaker a few months back where he talked about a business is like climbing Mount Everest. You know, I had base camps and they mm -hmm. stop at base camp one and they chill for a couple of days, get acclimated, then they go on to base camp two. That's kind of what I did in 2022. I was at base camp one or two. I don't know which one I was at, but I didn't like it. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of work. I spent almost 16 months of just working on the business, getting SOPs in order, you know, processes, procedures, making sure everybody knew what they were supposed to do, making sure we were building fence right. And that costs money to do that. Absolutely. And it also costs money not just to do it but it costs money because your attention is elsewhere you're not selling that job or making sure this price is getting out all your attention's over here so our sales dip but uh 2023 definitely made up for it tremendously and uh we we surpassed i'm sorry we're not surpassed we're we're like just 10 20 000 from hitting our goal which was a goal we thought we wouldn't reach. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so y'all heard me on the phone right before we got on this podcast. 
I told Dylan, I, we got that goal we need to reach. You get that son of a bitch signed. I want that job done today, you know? And uh, I'm trying to get every dollar in that I can because I want to I hit that goal, man. It feels good when you set a goal that's so high that you're like, I'm not going to reach it. And then you're so freaking close, you can taste it. Man, that's an amazing feeling because I'm, I'm a big goal setter and I never really reach them. But I get more than what I figured I'd do because I set such a high goal. But man, to be so goddamn close, man. You got to hit it, right? Oh man, it's I got coming. to. I got to. You can taste it. <laughs> well, I tell, I tell Drew, I'm like, we've been, we've been building a fence for four years, but we've been owning a business for two. Because it really, we really changed our business two years ago is when we kind of let go and let the guys build the fence and focused on the business, you know? So have y'all diversified any? Like, because we did wood and aluminum from like 2019, 2020, 21, 22. We just did wood and aluminum. Maybe 18 also. 18, 19. It was 19 because I read the pumpkin plan yeah. in December of 18. And I just went to wood and aluminum. So in 2023, something that helped boost our numbers is we decided to diversify. So we, I started implementing back in Chainlink because now Dylan's working with me. He's knowing the fence comp business. He's, you know, he's watching videos. He's doing all this. And he's a smart son of a bitch. So he was able to go out and help the guys get Chainlink and teach them so I didn't have to. Uh, we, we implemented uh, vinyl. We implemented uh, um, commercial work. We weren't really going after commercial. But then we started big commercial jobs and we started standing. And because I did that, for, for 2023, we had braced for a 10% decrease. Because we diversified and thought that diversification would make up that 10% loss, we, it ended up being 34 or 35% of our sales for the year. That's awesome. Yeah. Insane, man. Yeah, for us, that's more of, that's more of my role. Man, when, we in it, we do all of it, you know? So I, I was like, we don't know much about vinyl. We need to learn vinyl, chain link, wood, aluminum. We touch, uh, we install some, uh, metal covering patios as well. We just started uh, pre-staining our boards. So whatever way we can make money, we're going to try it, see if it works. Yeah. Diversification is where, it, where it's at right now. The more things that you can do to just creep up on those percentages that you might be losing elsewhere because somebody's losing their job or someone can't afford their bills. Every, every, every inch of ground that you can grab, you need to grab it. That's like financing, man. I mean, literally, I, I, I didn't look at that number, but I looked at it like two months ago and like 18% of our business has been financed. 18%. That's a freaking huge number has been financed. Man, do you find when, when customers go to, to finance with you? So like I find with our business, right? So like, man, we'll go through a spurt where like, I feel like a whole month, everybody financed. And then we'll go like five months with nobody financed. And then boom, we'll go another two months. Everybody's financing. Do yeah, you it's, find that? It's, it's weird. It's finance is kind of weird, man. Um, I, I don't, I don't have an answer for it. Like I'll do one, one month and then the next month I'll do eight. Yeah. It's crazy. It's weird, man. I kind of find uh, my struggle is hard to bring up to me. Like, how, how do you know, like, what's the right way to bring it up? You know, you don't want to be disrespectful at the same time. I know? agree with that, man. It's it's tough to like, and I'm, I guess I'm starting to kind of break out of my shell because it is a, at the end of the day, like the 18 month interest free that our financing company offers, man, that's, that's huge. And like one of, uh, one of my buddies that, that has his own podcast, he has said, uh, you know, Hey, let somebody else pay for your fence. 
Yeah. That's what I tell people. Use somebody else's money. Yep. So the way I approach it is this. So, hey, look, I'm here to guide you through this process, and I'm here to give you all the options that are out there and for you to make an, a, an educated decision. So for me, not to mention we have financing would be that I'm not doing my job. I'm not saying you need it, but I'm just letting you know it's there. And guess what? I financed my own fence. You know why? Because I didn't want to take money out of my at my nest egg. I can use somebody else's money, and I got this big stack of cash sitting over here in case shit hits the fan. Yep. Right? Do I? Did I really finance my fence? Hell no. But what I did was is tell them what I thought they should do, but use me as an example. So they can't be mad because I'm the guy that did it. It's not like I'm talking about another customer that did it. I did it myself. Well, if it's good enough for me, then it's good enough for you. And then they start entertaining that, that whole process of, well, you know what I mean? Maybe that is an option. You know, they start thinking about, well, maybe I don't have to pull eight, nine, 10 grand, 15 grand out of my savings. You know, I mean, I sold a stain job like that uh, yesterday. We sold a job, we financed it, and the lady goes, well, should we stay in it? I'm like, well, yeah, if you want to protect your investment. And I can tell you're somebody that wants to protect your investment because your husband wanted to go with pressure treated pine. And you said, no, I want to go with cedar. So you already understand. So this is an easy conversation. But I just kind of talked her up like, you know, you know what the hell you're doing, lady. Right. And um, I told Zach, I said, go price this right away. So he priced it. I said, don't send it to her. He came back in my office. And I'm like, how much is it? He says, like, right at $2,800. I was like, ah, she ain't going to like that. Hold on a second. Pulled up my little calculator. I went ahead and shot her a text message. For $43 more a month, we can stay in your fence. Do it. I sold her the note. It's so much easier to sell somebody forty three hundred than twenty eight hundred. I mean forty $43 instead of twenty eight hundred. She said, do it. I went ahead, added it to the loan, sent the document over to her husband to sign, and her husband called her and then she called me. She's like, Man, it's twenty eight hundred dollars to stay in the fence. I'm like, Yeah, but it's only forty three dollars a month and you're using somebody else's money and plus you already said let's roll with it. I done added it to the loan. It's I can't be undone. You know? So we just sold the note. So easy to sell a note. I mean, think about it. When you go buy a car, does anybody go, oh, yeah, that car is going to be 87000 They go, man, <laughs> well, I can keep your note right around four fifty, As long as it's four fifty, right? That's what I was, I was literally fixing to say that. We have friends in the car industry around here, and they don't ever say, man, this vehicle's over hundred grand. No, it's, it's, you know, X amount a month, you know, depending upon your credit score, obviously. But, man, it's so true. I mean, fences nowadays are like the cars back in the 90s and the early 2000s, man. It's pretty much the same price. So it's like you said, Mr. Dan, it's hard to, to sit there and, and try to, you know, not finance something like that and take that much money out of your savings. Man, if you don't think financing works, I went to Best Buy yesterday to get a radar detector because I'm taking this trip to Dallas and I'm like, this freaking BMW, man, is like driving a sports car, you know? And I'm like, there's no way I'm getting... And my, my radar detector is like permanently in my truck. The wires are ran. So I, did, I could take it out of my, my truck, but I couldn't plug it in and I don't have a cord. So I walk into Best Buy to go get one just like I got. And I'm walking by the TVs and there ain't a price on a damn thing in there. <laughs> it's all for only $12 a month. I was like, well, how much is the TV? You know? Don't worry about that, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> Every single one of them. Oh, $18 a month. I was like, what, are they going to sell me a radar detector about a month? By the time I got back there, 
You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, here we are. We got a corporate company, big box, like Best Buy, and they're selling everything about a month. I think we ought to sell about a month. Why yeah. not? So, well, look, guys, it was great coming to hang out with y'all. I'm excited about y'all moving. I wish I could help you move, but uh, I'm like that guy with the truck. <laughs> the guy that doesn't have a truck, so he doesn't have to help anybody move. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, man, y'all a little too far, but I'm sure they got some guys around here, man. Go rent you one of them big-ass trailers, dude. Just load that shit down. One of them little pod things? Something, You man. ever seen those? Them white pods? Just Call a hot shot place. or something. Man, you got a you got a forty foot flatbed. Bring that son bitch over here. And load that son bitch down and make it in one run. Yeah. Cause I tell you what the problem is. You got to rent a forklift. Cause once you get there, how are you gonna get it off? We actually uh, purchased a skid steer with the building. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Okay. So it actually worked out. Yeah. Cause when I moved my yard, I rented a lull. Yeah. So that way, I had a lot of agility. You know how those yeah. lulls are, man. You can boom out, up, tilt, twist turn the wheels every which way. So I rented a lull to unload all my trailers as it was coming in because I had to forklift at the other location loading everything, you know? So anyway, guys, it was great talking to y'all. Drew Wingate, Chance Roy, uh, Cajun Fenton, Karen Crow, Louisiana. I wish y'all the best. Great 2024. We need to get an update on this new place when you get it. Maybe we can go out there and take some video and show everybody a new spot. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd, love, we'd love to show it off, man. We'd love it. Yeah, we enjoyed it. It was fun. Good deal. Well, hey, guys, I'll see you all next week, and you keep on fencing. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.